1: I'm Paul Powers, I'm the CEO and founder of FISNA, business Work for Physical DNA, and what we do is take uh, data about three-dimensional models and uh, real life, uh, you know, real things, and we codify them so that computer programs can work with them so you're able to find similar parts, you're able to um, write various applications that actually kind of bridge the gap between the digital and the physical. world.
0: Paul, it's great to have you on the show. Question number two, what's the best thing about working in your industry?
1: What I love about our industry, uh, depending on how you view it, because you can put it in a few different ways, but um, the industry that we're in specifically is pretty new, and um, it's because we're creating an almost new type of coding, a new type of technology. What I like about it is that it feels like we're almost giving birth to, uh, I I wouldn't say a whole industry, but certainly going to advance um, coding a lot further along and helping with physical innovation and physical data, um, the way that you know, people are used to with software and traditional digital data.
0: Mm, Interesting. Question number three, I hear from other business leaders that staying in a good work-life balance for them and their team members is a challenge. What are your thoughts?
1: I don't really like the word balance. Uh, I kind of think that you should be obsessive about whatever you do. And um, if you're, balancing work and life and uh, home life it kind of feels to me like you're uh, making a sacrifice of uh, one for the other I think that you should be obsessive and fully committed to both so I, I think that's the wrong term um, and a lot of people when I tell them that they say well I can't be working 24 hours a day or be around my family 24 hours a day I'm like yeah but if you work 24 hours a day you'd be burnt out and if you were mm-hmm. around your family 24 hours a day they'd get in with you so you, you can do both and be obsessive about both without having to
0: that's a good point. I like that. Question number four, what other successful business leaders like yourself should be on my podcast?
1: I can think of a lot of really great people who would be uh, wonderful guests. I'd have to give us some thought and see who'd be open and have time.
0: Great. Thank you for that. Question number five, what insight or advice would you give to other business leaders? Uh,
1: I would say the most important few things I've noticed over time has been that um, people should spend more time focusing on their goals than the paths. If you optimize, if you know your goal and it's clear and you optimize for that, your, the path will be clear to you. And if there's not one, you can just make a path. And the other thing would be the mindset, um, that the mindset is more important than you know any given technique so if you have the right mindset if you're um, optimistic if you're ambitious if you're uh, have a can-do attitude um, you'll spend the time and the energy finding uh, techniques and strategies and, uh, and and reading the how-to books but mm-hmm. if you have all the how-to knowledge in the world with the wrong mindset you won't get off the couch and actually start doing something so the mindset is more important than the strategy And the last thing i would say is um just in general to avoid. Um, Getting overly obsessed about the past or about the micro. And a lot of people I see who are, um, they have what I would call the millionaire mentality, which means they might be really penny wise, uh, but the whole expression goes penny wise and pound foolish, right? So, you know, live by a set of ethics, ethics and standards that you hold yourself to and um, be a good person and uh, keep your mind on the macro picture. And that'll give you much better guidance than getting overly obsessed with the tiny details.
0: Mm-hmm. Lots of insight there. Thank you so much. And question number six, please tell me about your first job.
1: Uh, my first job was actually, uh, I started a company of sorts, I guess you could say. It wasn't, I don't know how you'd call it a company. It turned into a company, but um, I was like 16, 14, 15, 16. I was pretty young and uh, I was just tutoring people and um, I made a website for it. And hmm. um, uh, people started asking me if I could, if, if he had any tutors who could do other things then like teach Spanish. And I thought, well, I don't know how to speak Spanish, so I can't teach Spanish. And I realized, well, wait a minute, why couldn't I just hire somebody to do that? So very early on, I um, stopped hearing and started making company out of it. It later became like corporate consulting and then went on into uh, the more technical areas, but it, was a, it became a tech startup. But um, working for myself was the first job that I had. And um, actually, that's been the only job I've had, except for I worked at a law firm briefly in Germany. But even while I was working there, I had a startup on the side. <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, I can definitely say that it's been a calling.
0: That's yeah, a, it's your, It's great to hear that the entre- entrepreneur, your entrepreneurial spirit is uh, really alive in you and it was in at a very early age.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Paul, thank you so much for being on the show. How can people find you?
1: Sure, uh, just find me on LinkedIn or online. Our company's is uh, not P-H-Y-S-N-A. Um, so if you look it up, go find me. Uh, my name's Paul Powers, so it's easy to remember.
0: Great, thank you so much. This thank is you. Professor Pete Alexander with the Winning at Business and Life podcast. For more insights and ideas, please go to LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, or iTunes, and search for the Winning at Business and Life podcast. Thanks for listening. How much do you understand